0: Video. It's the only way to get what you want to watch when do you Hello. Want to Hello. My watch name is Justin DeCluge. I'm here
1: today with... Mark Hanson.
0: And you're listening to the Bay Street Video Podcast. We go through all of this week's new Blu-rays and DVDs. Every single one. And Mark, you have a little bit of business to say up front? A little uh, announcement? I
1: do. We have some business to, uh, to attend to right off the front. Actually, not good news because... Uh, I was really excited to be able to start this episode off by talking about the hot new release of Event Horizon from Shout Factory, yeah, yeah, that's out this week, but... Unfortunately, Canada is not getting any Shout Factory releases till May right now, which really sucks for us. Yeah. So the whole situation is if you follow the store on social media, we put a post out about this. But um, the Technicolor plant in Canada, there was one left and they're responsible for all like the disc duplications or most of the disc duplications for Canadian product shut down this past month. They're transferring all their operations to like a new factory in Ohio, I believe it is, which means we'll get all that stuff. But it's all has to go there and they have to set it all up and then we're going to get it eventually. But that's not going to be until May. (gasps) Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to talk about any of these upcoming show. I mean, Raw, I think, is out for today, too. There's a bunch of other stuff. We'll all get it eventually. It's just not happening till May. What about May? our Hammer Horror Films? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think they put the kibosh on that, though. They haven't, I don't think they've announced anything for a while. I know they've got The Hand coming up, which I'm very excited about. The Oliver Stone movie? And, yeah, yeah. And they've got He Knows You're Alone, and then King Kong is a big one. But yeah, we're not getting any of those till May, so... But
0: will you be getting... I saw this on the Vinegar Syndrome store. Slip cases for my slip cases.
1: <laughs> You know what? I'm sure we would. That was wild when you sent that to me, but I'm also not surprised they're selling that. I'm sure we would sell a ton if we got them in here.
0: people listening, I'm not joking.
1: They sell like uh, clear slipcases for slipcases. The craziest thing ever. Um, But then again, I think about collectors and, you know, you want that thing in pristine condition on the shelf, right? (laughs) I would want a collectible clear slipcase.
0: To put on my slipkits.
1: That's true. That's the next step, right? That's the next step. So
0: let's jump right into cult movies. We only have two things. One of them is... uh, Yeah, I guess it's a cult thing. But first off, we have Schoolgirls in Chains. Code Red and Kino are continuing their run of... Don Jones movies, the director of The Forest.
1: Oh, is this him? Okay, I didn't even realize this was him. There's, I just look at these movies where it's called like Schoolgirls in Chains and has the same kind of artwork. And I'm like, and uh, on to the next thing. But uh... yeah,
0: it's not really my thing. But I remember that this was in print, went out of print. People really wanted it. It has an RA, the Rugged Man commentary track. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I could hear the excitement in your voice from that. Great. <laughs> and yep, I think all the special features that were on the previous things have been ported over. So if you're a school, Girls in Chains and you don't have it on Blu-ray pick this
1: up <laughs> you're a school Girls in Chains fan <laughs> just like you know in general or not. no
0: no this specific movie not like the OnlyFans group, schoolgirls in chains, or anything like that. Yeah,
1: exactly right. So, secondly, we
0: have Tropical Heat. The I think the most commonly known title, even though the better one is Sweating Bullets,
1: <laughs> which is also pretty good. I have to. admit. Yes,
0: I think Sweating Bullets is the better title. The complete series is out on DVD from Mill Creek, and it's this week's blind buy, what? even though it's a TV series. Did what? we did
1: we watch all sixty six episodes of this? <laughs> no, <laughs> we watched two. Two. Yeah. I don't know if you watched more. Uh, I only watch two i can only handle two at a time but you know i was shocked to find they made 66 episodes of this thing over three seasons in the early 90s and you know when mill creek was putting this out this seems very much up their alley you know it looks like it's they package it like that andy sedaris stuff or whatever And i'm like why isn't this on blu-ray too and then when i was watching it and seeing the quality of the uh production i'm like this this doesn't need to be on (laughs) blu-ray
0: no they're not gonna do new scans of the negatives on those they were probably completed on video as well. Like a lot of shows were around that time to save money. So they would have to like re-scan all the negatives of the raw footage and then re-edit it for all those Sweating Bullet fans out exactly,
1: there. Exactly, exactly. So what what is Tropical Heat, a.k.a. Sweating Bullets, Justin?
0: It is a story of everyone's uh, Canadian cop, Nick, Nick Slaughter. Slaughter. <laughs> what a great title. Yeah. Where is he supposed to be located? I know they, sh- they shot in mexico and in the second season they shot in israel
1: yeah which is interesting and then i was also they also have uh shooting location credits for south africa on the imdb page so i don't know if that ever took place at some point but he's supposed to be in a florida keys town that's what i that's what i saw I can't remember exactly it's called key something but it's supposed to be a florida keys town that he has eventually gone to after yeah first being an rcmp officer and then being on the dea but then being booted out of the
0: dea i think and this show stars rob stewart no it's not somebody that you think it <laughs> yeah.
1: is no not that rob stewart this
0: is the poor man's lorenzo llamas i guess
1: you know what that's a good comparison yeah he's he's exactly the poor man's lorenzo Lamas, which is already pretty sad if you're saying the poor man's lorenzo and Lamas. he's just
0: a private detective that uh, does his work in the Florida Keys along with his sidekick uh, Sylvie Gerard played by Carolyn Dunn who I kept looking at her and going do I know this actor from something like I look no I don't know her from anything you know what
1: this CanCon TV stuff I feel like the actors on this we have definitely just seen in something on TV yeah that's what I'm thinking she was in a commercial or a host on some like Canadian talk show or something like that who knows
0: oh you know what she is she's the um poor woman's... Oh,
1: Catherine O'Hara. Catherine O'Hara. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get that vibe, definitely.
0: (laughs) Just the red hair and, like, big performances. And I gotta say that, um, based on the two episodes that we watch, I did not get much of setup or, you know, other than that he's the detective, and he goes on very slow-paced mysteries.
1: Yeah, it's hard to really... It's like you're thrown into this show as if there were already like three seasons beforehand, you know? They don't really give you anything. I do like the habit of at the start of the show they kind of do instead of a like what happened on the last episode they do a like what's happening on this episode kind of like clip show wait, wait
0: okay so the first episode is a very confusing opening where it seems like a rock star is selling music rights yeah. and then it cuts to a family being gunned down on screen. <laughs> And then it cuts to just, you know, what looks like stock footage of women in bikinis as the camera zooms in toward their breasts.
1: Yeah. Which is just the opening title sequence, apparently. And you get as like you steel drums, like. Oh, my God. And the theme song. I got to say the theme song stuck in my head all week. Also, you, are you a Sweating Bullets fan, Mark? <laughs> I had heard about this show. I forgot that this was the show that was like really big in Serbia. Do you remember that? Yes, whole Yes.
0: Massive in Serbia. Massive
1: in Serbia. They made a documentary about it and everything. And like Nick Slaughter was like a, a hero over in Serbia, which is hilarious to me that this like dingy piece of like nineties CanCon TV was like a hit in Serbia. You know what? It's just like yeah, I'm sure you felt this like growing up on Canadian TV. It just felt it just took me right back to like being a kid and watching this kind of stuff just on you know, tv this would
0: play on sundays and i'd be like "Ugh, nothing is playing <laughs> why do i have to watch this
1: and that's the thing i don't consciously remember ever seeing this but i'm sure i would have stumbled across this cleopatra at some point.
0: twenty-five, twenty-five. yeah exactly
1: right and yeah it's created by sam egan who i believe did a lot of other stuff like that you know he worked on the canadian outer limits in the 90s and a bunch of other I don't know. Yeah. Out of the first two episodes it was really hard for me to actually get my bearings. I mean, obviously, the aesthetics of this show are hilarious to me. I love the fact that Nick Slaughter is incapable of buttoning his shirt up. Like, I know he's there in the Florida Keys, but, like, every single shot, he's got, like, his chest just out. Even
0: when he, like, pops out of a box in one episode, and he has a gun, like, it's down to his navel. I know,
1: right? It's like that typical, like, 90s hairy chest action man kind of thing.
0: He is such a sleeve bag too. Like, at one point... To a woman, he's like, uh, you know, if you want uh, to do some nude modeling, contact me. I pay $50 an hour. And it's like, do you you think she's a prostitute? Like, what's going on? Well, both
1: of these episodes are just full of him sexually harassing women. Like, with wild abandon. They don't even care. It's just played for laughs the entire time. Which I guess is par for the course for the, you know, early 90s. In terms of the plots of these things, yeah, I don't know. The first one... I found the second one episode a little more interesting because it had like an Ace Ventura-esque like finding this bird sort of scenario. <laughs> and also, you know, he just like kind of looks like Ace Ventura, I guess a bit with like his aesthetics. But like, I don't know. I found these episodes largely boring. It was really hard for me to like keep my attention once you get past just like the cheesiness of this whole thing. Why you
0: know? would you watch this if you could be watching like Baywatch Nights or something
1: like that? The Superior Show. Yeah, if you want cheesy TV, there are a lot better examples which would be way more entertaining i can't believe they did again i can't believe they did 66 of this this episodes of this show and like i mean it better get more entertaining from here because the first two episodes were pretty boring i'm like
0: watching it i'm like how can you have 66 mysteries to solve
1: (laughs) yeah but i guess you know i can see why people might be fans of this i mean mill creek is really diving hard into this like canadian tv thing because they put out forever night you know a year or two ago and i feel like they've put out a bunch of other things along this line so i don't know what they're fascination is with canadian tv i don't know if this stuff sells well in the u.s at this point who
0: knows maybe the serbian um contingency is massive and that's who they can sell it to i mean
1: it is on amazon prime which is where i watched it so maybe they Why just would get someone a lot buy it on
0: dvd i guess it will be haunting library shelves everywhere
1: exactly and you know what it's not that cheap either we've got it for the store for like just under 50 bucks which is like oof Way for too tra- much. For this. For three. Like, I know you're getting 66 episodes, but, like, of this. For fifty bucks, like you can get a whole HBO series for like cheaper than that these days. You wouldn't recommend that, is that what, is no, what you're saying? No, I'm not <laughs> recommending. You're not recommending people drop fifty bucks on *Tropical*. No, to I am not. Watch *Forever Night* instead. I'm sure that's more fun. I've never seen an episode of it. Maybe though. Me either. As a follow-up though, I believe this set might include the TV movie too, because they actually made the a TV t- movie. Is only two episodes edited together? Right, right. But like they edited it to a yeah movie for that played what like ten years later, as if they were trying to like. like, Like recapture Yeah, Crisscross it's called. (laughs) Anyways, so yeah, I guess if you're a fan, here And you wouldn't recommend it either then, I guess. I mean, I would recommend watching like one episode on Prime to see if you think it's funny, but past that i can't imagine owning this thing
0: so moving on we have the world of one car Y, the big criterion set everybody's hungry for right oh Mark. yeah
1: and we do have to be grateful to this set because this has provided some of the biggest sales we've had basically since we <laughs> shut down in november <laughs> the
0: doors stay open <laughs>
1: seriously just because a it's so expensive but b like a lot of people pre-ordered this this is definitely the biggest release so far this year that we've seen
0: and finally it's the definitive set on one card no it's not you suckers enjoy your remastered special editions.
1: <laughs> I don't know. So you bought this set, right? Have you have you opened it up and unpackaged it and are you impressed yeah, with it? Yeah, I
0: have. Uh, I'm going to say I do not like sets that are very fancy they and are, that yeah. like just have a bunch of random like still lobby cards in the booklet making it super thick. It's like, come on, just give me something practical, man. It is a little
1: unnecessarily like unwieldy, you know, from like when I was opening it up for to prep a rental copy. It just kind of like falls all over the place. Criterion's like,
0: listen, people are going to open this once. Maybe they'll watch one or two movies <laughs> or close it. They'll put it on their shelf. They're never going to crack it exactly, open again. Exactly,
1: exactly. Uh, I must admit to you, I'm not that big a fan of Wong Y. I Why. I know, unpopular opinion here. Unpopular opinion. Uh, I have opinion. to say,
0: I uh, had a very, very unpopular opinion on an episode of one car why that we did where i was like in the mood for love why don't they just fuck each other (laughs) (laughs) why why am i sitting through all this
1: (laughs) i agree i agree i mean i think that (laughs) i'm like oh it's
0: so beautiful unwanted love and i'm like that's it's keeping them apart their their spouses are cheating on each other just get together
1: i don't know i feel you man i
0: like ashes of time Uh, as tears go by i like as well and i'm trying to think of what other one but i was never a big like Wong car, head.
1: Yeah, I just think his stuff looks beautiful, no doubt. Like, I, I definitely am taken by the visuals of it, but I can never get into the stories. They just don't. I don't know. They just don't do anything for me. When you
0: watch me. it and you learn that, like, oh, yeah, he never wants to make a decision. Things drag on forever. You're like, oh, yeah, I can see it in the movie.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And I do remember Chunking Express, like, actively irritating me when I saw that, uh, when I first saw that. That was kind of one of my first experiences where I was like, yeah, I don't think I like this guy. I don't know. It just that one just really irritated me, maybe because of the incessant playing of, uh, you know, California Dreaming throughout the whole thing. But, like, I just couldn't relate to the characters. I just couldn't get and into so it. And So
0: you're angry against it because you're like, why does Everybody like it, but I don't. I feel apart. Am I wrong? No, they must be. I know.
1: I had an existential crisis. So, but I think the last Wild Car Wide movie I watched was My Blueberry Nights. Remember that? Why isn't that on this yeah, set? Yeah, I never saw that one. <laughs> they, they refused to include that on this set. Uh, yeah, they
0: didn't, and they didn't include Ashes of Time either. What the heck? I wonder who owns that
1: one. Miramax, maybe. <laughs> well, it's weird because I think Sony put that out on DVD, but I think it's out of print. So I guess they only had the rights for like a short amount of time. So. It's too bad. You'd think, like, they could have tried to get, like, the complete works kind of set together for him, right? But I guess you just can't work out the rights for certain titles. I mean, they
0: couldn't convince him to, like, let them include the original version as, like, a bonus feature and just feature the the recuts on the... uh, I I don't understand. I don't know.
1: Like, if you're going to put out a monumental set like this, yeah, try and... I mean, maybe they are trying to go the extra mile and it just didn't happen, but... Hey,
0: who cares? Just put a poster in it, slap the booklet on the back of the poster. Well, that's
1: the thing. I feel like they had a couple of the rights to them already, and then they clearly took all the ones that Kino put out. They they totally got the rights from those, but I guess when it came to any of the other Outlier titles, they just... Didn't mm-hmm. bother.
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, people will buy it anyway. They will, they will. Criteria, and the brand is strong. Oh, so yeah.
1: I mean, if you're a car Y fan, you're definitely gonna get this because
0: So yeah. moving on, we got the Kaiser of California. I have no notes on this, so as I talk, I will quickly look it up. <laughs> uh nineteen thirty six, Denmark uh the first Western film made in Nazi Germany.
1: Yeah, so it's uh you know, third Reich film, I guess. I mean yeah Kino's putting a lot of these out recently I guess they just got the rights to a bunch more yeah they
0: did we talked about this before that they like probably some archive is like yeah you bought the rights from us just just churn them out and they're like okay and yeah
1: I mean uh, it's a fascinating time of film history for sure we
0: also continue the Kino train of the Frank Perry filmography with Doc a western that he made that stars Stacy Keach and Faye Dunaway haven't seen this one uh frank perry's later films without uh his wife at the time eleanor perry not as good
1: yeah kino's been getting big into his filmography though uh so good for them and this also fits into their you know western niche kind of (laughs) This fits into their western week too so they're checking off all the bases here
0: yeah because we have more westerns from kino we have shootout by henry hathaway the the uh unofficial mascot of the podcast wait is he the one that yeah that every time a movie comes up directed by him I go like, eh, we don't talk about him very much, and
1: then we move on. And then we move on and never talk about him.
0: Yep. <laughs> like and let's do that do now. Do now. I don't know the movie shootout from 1971. Ooh, that that's late 1971. So it is.
1: Yeah, I think it's one of his lesser regarded
0: ones. Yeah, but we don't know because listen, we got a lot of movies to talk about every week, so we can't watch them. Can you imagine if we had to watch every movie that came out every week?
1: <laughs> Look, if we were paid to do this podcast, I would ma- I would make such a good effort to do that. I you could know? not do that. Is too many. Movies. No, I know. I mean, <laughs> like, it would be in po- We'd have to divvy. Up up the list you'd have to take like half of it that's so boring
0: though that like it's like oh i watch this movie let me talk about it yeah and
1: now it's your turn
0: (laughs) so moving on we have showdown another western don't confuse it with shootout or showdown the um Not James Glickenhouse. It's the other... Oh, no. Is it James Glickenhouse?
1: I don't know. The one that MVD put out? Is that what you're thinking of? No. Yeah. No, Um, I'm thinking
0: of something. I'm thinking of Shakedown. Oh, you're thinking of
1: Shakedown. (laughs) Yeah. No,
0: Showdown is the one that MVD put out with Billy Blanks in it. Yes.
1: Yes, you're right. This
0: is a Western starring Rock Hudson and Dean Martin, and it's from the director of... The original Airport, I think, or Airplane. I wrote Directed Airplane. I'm like, that can't be right. Uh, it can't.
1: What, the Zuckers?
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They directed the Rock, Hudson,
1: Western. <laughs> Fascinating. Uh, yeah, probably Airport. That sounds about That sounds about we right. We also have
0: Cross Swords. Kino's continuing their Richard Fleischer train. Yeah. With, uh, do they advertise? Like, listen, we're going to do a bunch of Richard Fleischer films or a bunch of Frank Perry
1: films because these are conscious decisions they're making. Oh, clearly. But they never seem to, unless they're, you know, and they don't even put Really, They don't really seem to focus on the filmmaker. Like, it's not like they, yeah, with this Frank Perry thing, say, hey, we've got three pa- Frank Perry movies coming out. And in.
0: it's not like they bought the Frank Perry estate. It seems like a conscious decision.
1: But then they just release them as just like individual films and don't really mention it. So, And I
0: mentioned that because Cross Swords, like I said, was a Richard Fleischer film. This is a swashbuckler, which I did not know he made. He made a lot of movies. Uh, has an amazing cast. Oliver Reed is in it. Uh, mark lester not the director of commando <laughs> rats yeah um but it's, people like this movie yeah i think it's kind of like a ripoff of three musketeers because like oliver reed oh no sorry uh it is but the guy mark lester i think he got famous for being in david copperfield or one of those uh, charles dickens movies and in that film oliver reed played like I, I don't know my Dickens like Fagin or something like that. Yeah, in in Oliver. Next up, we have Crossfire. Of course, this is the original. Oh no, wait! I'm making a mistake. I'm thinking of Crisscross. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Crisscross, Crossfire. It's all yeah. same. No, Crossfire
0: right? is an Edward Dimitri Noir. A man is murdered apparently by one of of a group of demobilized soldiers he met in a bar. But which one and why? Yeah, so it's Sounds like who done it, right? Yeah. I'm not very familiar with Edward Dmitryk's work, other than the fact that he was someone who named names after first right. being a comedy synthesizer, and he felt guilty about it for the rest of his career, and he did not make a movie about how amazing it is to name names and the turn against unions, <laughs> like
1: uh, Elias Kazan. Like some other people, yeah. <laughs> and we also have Driving Miss Daisy. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I got. Have you ever actually seen this movie? Yeah. I've never seen it. Why would I see uh, it? I, I thought the same thing. I'm like, never seen this movie? I feel like this is a movie you had to see at the time, or you're never going to see it. Like, it's just totally irrelevant now. Uh, but this was out on Blu-ray before, In one of their nice like fancy book editions that they used to do through warner brothers and then i guess they figured nobody wanted that anymore but they still wanted to make it available so here it is again we also have
0: sundar the barbarian never seen an episode of this (laughs) yeah
1: but these things are popular right these i mean you grew up
0: with it when you were a kid and that usually means you're a boomer right now uh yeah you want to check it out so you know here it is check it out we also have Gattaca this is uh you know Fight Club the Thinking Man's Fight
1: Club <laughs> <laughs> are you uh not a fan of Gattaca No, I'm a
0: big fan of Gattaca but it was one of those movies right it was like Boondock Saints that's like oh yeah this is like my film memento no it's
1: hilarious I loved this movie when I was like a teenager I and I first saw, this saw it yeah probably and I also you know I love Ethan Hawke. I, I love everything about this yeah movie.
0: you won't watch Ethan Hawke's westerns like a bad fan
1: I-, I will I will I'm just I'm you know I'm waiting for the right moment all right all right uh but yeah with this one i loved it but i can't say i've even i've seen it or really even think about it that much since i saw it when i was a teenager no me neither i
0: saw it the first time i'm like oh this is so smart it's so good that's it i haven't thought about it um, since
1: and yeah andrew Nichol, the director his career never really never really went anywhere that what? good you're not a fan this.
0: of simone lord of war that one about drones he yeah, made? Yeah, I
1: did. You know what? I saw that one about drones. Good kill at TIFF, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, bad movie, bad movie. But you know what? I do love Lord of War, obviously. How can I not?
0: And, uh, and I like Simon uh, Jared Leto. Time.
1: That's how you cannot. Uh, I don't know, you know. You do you know my feelings on Jared Leto.
0: <laughs> you love him. <laughs> I love
1: him. <laughs> um yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, Andrew Nichol just kind of I feel like he was just I saw Gattaca like this guy's going to be like the next greatest director and then No.
0: I mean, it's not like he didn't get uh, more chances. Yeah,
1: no, I mean, he's fine. But but yeah, Lord of War is great. Lord of so, War is
0: So, awesome. Godzilla 2014 is coming out on 4K UHD.
1: Yeah, just in time for the new one. Uh, I actually saw this in theaters when it came out and didn't care, didn't care for um, it at I,
0: all. I uh, had a great time with it. Haven't watched it since, but I should point out that when I saw it, I saw it in one of those, like, moving seats. Oh, no way. D-Box. <laughs> yeah, had a great time.
1: Wow, I only did that one time for one of the Fast and the Furious oh, movies. Oh, we did two. Fast 7.
0: It just shook us as our tears rolled down our face.
1: Yeah, it was probably that one. Yeah, it was fun. It was yeah, fun it's for, not, like, a one-time uh, experience. It's,
0: like, fun for the first minute. Then you kind of forget it's happening. Oh, I agree.
1: I agree. Um, yeah, this Godzilla movie, though, I know everybody loved it when it came out, but it just didn't do anything for me. I just kind of thought it was boring. I don't know. It's like that dark, you know, serious reboot kind yeah, of. Yeah, th-
0: give us Godzilla fighting people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so moving on, it's the new section. <laughs> no, 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 Mark, take got it out of
1: new movies. All right, let's do this. First up, we've got Disney, uh, Disney Pixar, and Soul. Did you see this? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Is it good? Yeah, I mean, I hear this is one of their. Better, better movies of recent. Uh, we've got News of the World from Universal. That's the new Paul Greengrass. Terrible. Oh, did you? Uh, see, I really like Paul Greengrass. Or did really like Paul he's Greengrass. Gotten, he's gone so dadgore. I kind of liked him back in the day, yeah. Yeah, this movie definitely doesn't really appeal to me. No, you hate Westerns. I hate Westerns. I don't really like Tom Hanks. And you know
0: what's (laughs) great about it is it's filled with, like, shitty CG effects. It's like Uh, CG Buffalo. Really? CG green screen of them sitting in a wagon. And it's like, guys, come on, man. In the 40s, they could just go out and shoot a Western. (laughs) Like, on Poverty Row. And you guys can't do it now? Like, what is going on? So I
1: gotta ask, is it, like, super shaky cam style, as per usual?
0: It is... it's not super shaky, but I was disappointed to discover that it is mostly shaky. Uh, You can't get away from that. I checked it out because (laughs) I've been doing a show where I review new movies every week. And this week I was like, I just can't. I was like, I can't do it. I just don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think enough people are watching. So we'll see if I do it again. Uh, And like, I saw good movies this week too. And I was just (laughs) like, no, it wasn't. And when it started, I was like, "Eh, this is okay. And by the end of the two hours, I'm like, Oh, my God. Did they have the Native Americans appear as, like, mystical figures that don't talk? Of course they did. Really? They're
1: still trotting that trope out, eh? Ugh. All right, well. Not good. Moving on, then. Uh, we've got some prestige TV coming up. Uh, the Undoing, which is the new David E. Kelly HBO show with uh, Nicole Kidman and Hugh around. Grant. He's wow. still around. Well, you know, he did Big Little Lies, and that was huge. And, now he's, doing, oh, yeah, I forgot yeah, and now he's doing this, which was, again, I guess an adaptation of a book about, you know, family getting involved in a murder trial. I don't know. I don't really care about this kind of stuff. But, you know, if you like your prestige TV, this was like the big, big one for HBO. This year, uh, we've also got Soulmates Season One, which is from the creator of Black Mirror, I think, and or one of the producers of Black Mirror and Stranger Things, who has done this new show about uh, in the future. There's like this program for you to figure out who your soulmate is. I, uh. I know, you know, sci-fi TV. <laughs> uh, then we got Castlevania Season Three. Uh, do you watch Castlevania? Do you know anybody? I does? watched
0: the first season. It was only six episodes. I enjoyed it. It was kind of slow-paced. It just picked up in the last episode. Up, never watch it again all right sounds good
1: <laughs> yep not a castlevania head so yeah alu card yeah. and then we've got uh breaking news in yuba county which is the new film from tate taylor who i feel like we talk about a lot on this podcast for some oh, reason he's the mama man he's the right? mama man and you know the help and a bunch of other things um this is some dark comedy he's done with like pretty good cast no. with like alice and janney and aquafina and i don't know a bunch of other people i read
0: it's not good i hear
1: it's not good yeah it seems to be going for that black comic Cone Brothers sort of thing but I don't know it just looks kind of bad uh, and then we've got Days of the Bagnold Summer which is a British comedy from one of the actors on uh, The Inbetweeners I believe making his like directorial debut it's like a coming of age movie about a mo- mom and her like teenage like heavy metal loving son supposed to be really charming i hear some good things uh we got another british comedy love sarah which is uh about a woman who wants to start a baking company in notting hill or something i don't know this is this is one for uh for the o- the older folks i think
0: <laughs> i like how you were going to say the old the so like the old
1: <laughs> yeah we just did it just reminds we're me we're all going like, to be old too yeah, unless exactly, we live fast right? and die young so yeah this will be for me in a few years so great great <laughs>
0: it's it's Judy Dench in this <laughs>
1: no, right? I check no no she's not she's not uh so then we've got baby done which is a comedy from new zealand about a couple who uh, i think get unexpectedly pregnant and uh watch out for that no it's supposed to be pretty light-hearted stuff so there you go we've got another comedy called family which is a generic uh, generic title alert what was that sound again
0: yeah uh, i felt too bad because on the same episode we also had the donkey name <laughs> oh yeah He-haw. He-haw. when mark would watch a movie uh, that he knew was going to be bad, and then it was bad. But I retired that one because
1: I thought it was too. Yeah, mean. You know, No, it's okay. It's fine. We we can bring that back because I, I think there's one.
0: Oh, I think it's going to appear at one the on end the here. List here.
1: That yeah, it definitely applies to. Um. So yeah, Family is a comedy with Taylor. It's a dark comedy. Apparently, it's like an Uncle Buck kind of thing where it's uh
0: It was Taylor. With Kitsch?
1: Taylor, yeah, with Taylor Shilling instead as like a high-powered businesswoman who has to an take inferior care. Inferior Taylor, I am not yeah, aware yeah, of. Yeah, right. The, the uh, the orange is the new black, Taylor, for all you. Out there.
0: Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. The character nobody likes and they were stuck with them uh, as the seasons went on. Okay. <laughs>
1: uh, so then we got some documentaries. We got Born in Evan, which is uh, yeah, a documentary about a, a lady who an actress, I think, who was born in Evan, which is a in Evan. Yeah. Which is a notorious political prison in Iran, Iran. And she was born there, so she kind of investigates, like, what happened and all that about her history. We've got Corleone, Mafia and Blood, which is a uh, documentary about the Italian Mafia from Kino. I feel like
0: the Italian Mafia has not been covered enough in popular entertainment, so I'm glad that... I
1: think this is some, like, Italian television documentary or something that Kino's, like, repackaging as, like, a classier thing than it is, but... The Mafia,
0: uh... they're good!
1: And then, you know, uh, sticking with Italy here... So, the next
0: thing is (laughs) Pinocchio by Robert Benini and I was like wait a minute didn't that come out like 15 years ago <laughs> but this is a different movie yes, right it is.
1: so yes you know Roberto Benigni made a a very I wouldn't say noteworthy version, but a definitely much publicized version at the time in like 2000, 2001. I yeah, think. where
0: he played Pinocchio as a horrifying young man. It was
1: basically his follow up to Life is Beautiful, where he was given like carte blanche to do whatever. And so it there got, was an
0: Italian exchange student at our school and she was like, you just don't understand all the references. It's good. And I was like, OK,
1: whatever you say. It's hilarious. I've never seen it, but I have the DVD of it because we had a rental copy of the <laughs> store and we sold it off. And the cover was just too funny to me with him like like waltzing out of the red car cu- or like behind the red curtain with his nose and everything. I'm like, I can't, I got to watch this someday. And I still haven't yeah, watched
0: Italy it. loves Pinocchio so much. And they love Robert Benini doing <laughs> Pinocchio. <laughs> they
1: gave him another chance. And wouldn't you know, like 20 years later, he is now Geppetto and he's not, he's not Pinocchio. Um, but this one's supposed to be a classier affair because Matteo Garone directed this, who did uh, Gamora, uh tale of tales, a lot of big movies and this sell out, but this just got nominated for a few Oscars too. So, you oh, know. he did Dogman about the yes, man that morphs into dog a dog. Man. So yeah, no, his stuff's interesting. I don't know. You're not going to interrupt me? I, I've never seen Dogman. I don't know. His <laughs> stuff's interesting. I don't mind him. Uh, and this movie's got... I just
0: have no affinity for the Pinocchio story. No nostalgia, no nothing. Yeah, you know, don't
1: get me wrong. I have no real interest in seeing this, but it's gotten better, better reviews. We don't so. have any
0: nostalgia for it because we went to the Pleasure Island and turned the donkeys. And have been donkeys ever since. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <Aww>. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, we've got some more international cinema. This movie's actually really good uh, Identifying Features which is a Mexican film it's like a border drama about a um, a woman whose son had basically left across the border into the US and has gone missing she hasn't heard from him so she kind of sets out on a quest to find what happened to him uh, pretty devastating it's about as devastating as you would expect from a movie like this really like poetically done she finds
0: her son and everything's fine right? yes
1: definitely definitely Spoil- okay. spoiler, alert. Yeah. Right. spoiler alert um, but no this is really really great stuff uh, from a first time filmmaker uh, her name's Fred. Fernanda, I can't remember her last name, Fernanda something. And look her up because this movie is amazing. She's probably going to get a ton more work after this. And uh, yeah, I really like this. Really effective. Is it stuff. nominated for an Oscar? Probably not. No, it won some prizes at Sundance, I think. So Pinocchio's year. better. Yeah, than apparently. No, yeah, Pinocchio is better. Sorry. I forgot the Oscars are the true, true barrier. Of <laughs> the like, true, arbitrary <laughs> of, taste. Of, of, of taste, right? Um, but yeah, definitely check out identifying features. Uh, next up, we got a host of Canadian films. You ready to go through some more CanCon? Yeah, here? let's do All it. All right, we got Savage State, which is a Western, actually. It's a Canadian-French co-produced Western um, that looks kind of interesting. Is it directed
0: by a Canadian? Is it directed by by a Frenchman?
1: Frenchman? Yeah, I think it's actually directed. So maybe it's like this is a faux-Canadian movie. So, okay, moving on.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, when it takes place in Missouri,
1: it's not even a, set in Canada that's the thing it's weird it's a French Canadian yeah it's about
0: Canadians that will have to go from Missouri to Paris go back okay, home okay well
1: then this is a fake Canadian movie we'll leave it at that okay real Canadian movies we've got Abandoned Angelique's Isle which is kind of like a survival thriller like you know hatchet style survival thriller oh
0: the classic Adam Green film about the <laughs> yeah, giant exactly. hulking monster man <laughs> yeah that one
1: but uh, this is the story of a young Ojibwe woman and her husband who are basically like caught in the wilderness and there's like a storm and they have to survive and yeah, I don't know here. It's pretty intense. Uh, And and then we've got chasing Valentine, which is a film from actually a customer of the store, like a really good customer. of The store, his name is Navin Ramaswaran. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name, which I probably am. Um, this is a thriller about uh, a guy, I think he's like an adult video editor who meets like a call girl and it turns into some psychosexual thing. I uh, haven't gotten a chance to see it yet, but I am definitely intrigued because it seems like it kind of veers into that Brian De Palma kind of text.
0: Does he listen to this podcast? Uh,
1: yeah, I hope so. Because, yeah, I'm selling it. I, I definitely you know want to watch your film, guy. I, I do. I do. And as,
0: if you've listened to this before, if Mark says he wants to watch something, he will never watch no, it. No, but
1: genuinely, I am interested in this it seems kind of cool and he's making new stuff now so I think he's made some other stuff since so look out for him and this is yeah from IndieCan a Canadian company they put a bunch of special features on it and everything so it's actually
0: Ooh, I may have to pick this a up a decent then.
1: Blu-ray disc here so there you go and then I guess the biggest Canadian release of the year, which everybody seems, to yeah, be lose- what I know, everybody seems to be losing their minds over this. It's Psycho Gorman from Raven Banner. And yes, the reason this was late, this was supposed to be out last week. And it's uh, been advertised as this big three disc special editions, like Blu-ray, DVD, CD soundtrack, tons of extras. You get like uh, trading cards inside. You get a whole bunch of stuff. Um, they couldn't deliver it on time because there was a plastic shortage, apparently. And they didn't, they couldn't get any more plastic to make the case for this you
0: entire. know what i think there is a case shortage because the places i order my cases from they just have no cases anymore
1: they just literally ran out apparently this is a thing so i don't know if this will affect other releases coming out but yeah Uh-oh. the plastic that's used for blu-ray cases is apparently in short supplies so yeah i cleaned
0: out two websites of plastic
1: so there you go i guess recycle those blu-ray cases people but anyways back to this movie this is from uh steve Kostansky, who's one of the Astron six guys uh and this is yeah like a big a big deal kind of another one of his sort of retro throwback sort of things i'm gonna be completely honest and say i don't really enjoy this guy's movies yeah man not my thing didn't like it at the time uh, i did not like the void which was his last movie never saw father's day though i heard that was fun and you know yeah, father's day is very funny i very much enjoyed joy father's day
0: we can move on we can move on then
1: <laughs> sorry sorry steve uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: he does not listen to this podcast i can guarantee okay, you i so don't friend. have to,
1: i don't have to promise that i'll watch this movie then okay no perfect.
0: well uh but no you should promise because that'll promise that you'll never watch it uh
1: next up uh, we got some more we got some horror coming up we've got well two horror movies that seem kind of similar about you know people returning to creepy homes to deal with you know relatives wait a minute
0: reunion let me get the buzzer out Da-da-da-da. i
1: think it's australian or new Zealand as well it's with Julia armand it's it kind of sounds like a relic type thing where a young woman for a
0: second i was like the relic the peter hyams classic Yeah, no
1: unfortunately not that one the recent relic and then the bloodhound is a movie from air is one of arrow's new releases and it's about like a... so it's
0: a biopic about the bloodhound gang right yes
1: exactly exactly me which... and you, <laughs> baby ain't nothing but mammals which i would have watched right away <laughs> if that's what that was <laughs> believe me if there was any reference to the bloodhound gang on it i would have already watched it but i would
0: love a biopic about the bloodhound gang are they still around
1: uh, yeah, i highly doubt it but you know what <laughs> like
0: are they playing like state fairs and yeah stuff that, like
1: that's that? the, they're the kind of group that i i would swear is not around but then you probably look them up and they probably still do shows i bet they still tour. yeah but they're like really right wing or something like oh, that. oh yeah yeah like, they probably are still doing shows like while coronavirus is on they're like that kind of yeah thing. like smash mouth yeah <laughs> like smash mouth basically what's the
0: song that's like oh yeah which used in like
1: every 90s or early yeah because didn't
0: you see uh it's like my yeah that's what it is did you see that video i shared of like at the state fair where they're playing (laughs) and it just keeps cutting back to like the crowd and it's like every person they cut Uh, to is a gem yeah you know
1: what that band was i just looked it up lit L I T lit. That's right, and I know that song because it plays like it plays in like every early two thousands movie and uh, like trailer. Ready to rumble. Yes, it's all over. That's it. Where it was. And what's
0: really funny is they keep edging you because it's it's like da, da 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 and you're like, here we go, and then the music like fades out. You're like, no, didn't get
1: to the it's best part. It's funny because I watched Ready to Rumble like last year when I was reviewing that David Arquette documentary, and I totally remember that song playing all the time now. Really. Please tell me why. I don't think I ever listened to. Though, apart from that
0: I think they went right wing I remember looking into it and you know one hit wonders tend to do that yeah that's uh, just kind of the trajectory you know
1: um, and then let's close this thing off with the uh, greatest title of the week Money Plane. Now, this is
0: a film that I feel like everybody made jokes about because it went to VOD a year ago. It did. And
1: that's where I saw this, actually. I saw it right when it came out. <laughs> you
0: were licking your lips. You're like, finally, uh, David Hyde Pierce is back
1: on the big screen like he deserve. <laughs> David Hyde Pierce? You mean Kelsey Grammer?
0: No, not David Hyde I, Kelsey this Grammer. So,
1: I, this movie would have been way better if it was David Hyde Pierce playing the Kelsey Grammer role. Because Kelsey Grammer like the heavy yeah, in he's this, a bad right? guy. I was more interested in Denise Richards' participant, participants, but all um, she's only in like five minutes of this thing, at like the beginning and the end. So that's unfortunate. But our man Thomas Jane is in this too. How much is
0: he? Oh, isn't he like an agent on the ground? So he only had to shoot like he's two days? He's not in it
1: much, yeah. To be honest, actually, the main uh, kind of like credits on this, this is, a uh, Lawrence Brothers reunion so it is directed by Andrew you know like the Lawrence Brothers from the 90s like Joey Lawrence no Anna, I have no idea
0: who you're talking well, about well you probably
1: know Joey Lawrence from Blossom right
0: I've never watched Blossom I know the no? name though, oh, yeah.
1: yeah okay so the Lawrence Brothers were like bit, well you know Matthew Lawrence because he's one of the kids in Mrs. Doubtfire he's like the oldest son <sighs> yeah vaguely well so these three brothers were really famous in the 90s uh, there's yeah Andrew Listen, Lawrence if they
0: weren't on the tool time I don't know uh,
1: okay okay well fair enough fair enough so yeah andrew lawrence has become a director now writer director he's made this and joey lawrence and matthew lawrence as well as andrew lawrence are all in this as well so this is some sort of weird kind of like adverse was i guess for like child 90s actors this is also the same kind of thing it's like this what is it with these like 90s kid teen stars who go into these like weird reunions? they
0: need money that's it like and where better to get money than on a money
1: plane? On a money plane. And then the the star of this film actually is Adam Copeland, otherwise known as The Edge, because he's a wrestler. I know you. Do you know more about The Edge? I don't know anything about no, wrestling. No, I don't but... really know much about wrestling. or
0: like Unless it's The Rock and I say I like him. <laughs> or Ready to Rumble. Or Ready to Rumble. That's right. And see, the great thing about wrestling is I have friends, like two friends who know a lot about wrestling. So I love to watch wrestling related stuff with them and ask like who's that what's their story who's that and then they tell me, I laugh, and then I forget the second the thing ends. so
1: <laughs> Great. I great. think the
0: Edge got turned into a vampire at one point by the Undertaker. <laughs> like a, wow. Yeah. Okay. I have a great book called Wrestle Crap that has every bad wrestling uh, I, like thing that happened. That's my kind of wrestling. I like that. This,
1: you know, the Edge is now an actor, so he's trying to be like The Rock, I guess, and he's chosen Money Plane to be his big uh, coming up party.
0: Um, Wait, wasn't the Edge in that horror film that was directed by Travis Stevens? Uh, do you you mean, see No Evil? It was Girl on the
1: Third Floor,
0: CM Punk, completely different. I mean, CM Punk, Money in the Bank is his, so you can see where I would get confused. Yeah, we,
1: we get that. You know, it's all coming back to the money plane here. Uh, so did, did you watch Money no, Plane, Justin? No, I heard it was <laughs> of awful. Of course not. It's It's pretty bad. You know, it's like... um, Well, you know, it's bad. It definitely has like a self-awareness to it, which Ooh, I don't like that. is not great. Yeah, it's not something I genuinely like. They, they definitely seem to realize how ridiculous this premise is. Because basically, yeah, it's just about like, like a con air kind of scenario. But if instead of like a plane full of criminals, it's like a new plane that's um, putting a casino up in, like a, a li- legal casino up in the air so that all these criminals can gamble while they're not like in any sort of country's jurisdiction. <laughs> that's basically the plot here. So they seem to realize how ridiculous this premise is. You know what? I still kind of had fun with this. Uh, I think it's fun seeing some of these actors lean into it, like Thomas Jane and Jane and Kelsey Graham are really like overacting their parts, which I really enjoy. And, you know, the whole thing just has like a really cheap, bad look to it that, yeah, it kind of made me laugh, but... I wish it, it, I wish it had a little less self-awareness to it, I guess. I wish it just, like, tried to be, like, a really stupid, serious movie about it. Yeah, that's times. what
0: I want. I don't want, like, winking. Like, we know how bad this is. I know. Is. It, like-
1: it winks a little too much. It, it's weird because it's kind of in this middle area because there are some moments where I don't think they're winking. Like, they seem to be playing things, like, really straight and serious. But then there's other moments where they're clearly just, like, joking around and, like, trying to, like, break, wink at the audience. And that does not I just wish they would have gone like it's like they didn't know which way to take it, so they kind of go one way half the time and one way half the time.
0: All right, so that's Money Plane. We're like a year late after everybody already did their riffs oh, on it. I know, it. So I know. I hope you enjoyed our very uh sour and straight faced making fun of it.
1: This is the movie, it was too too good to be true. I remember when this was first coming out, I'm yeah, like, like the Ooh. trailer, and you're like, oh my god, this is gonna be the greatest thing ever, yeah, right? It's like this movie's marketed right to me, and then I'm they got like, you, they got you like snakes on the plane or shark. I I know. I know. I knew it, though. I knew it was too good to be true.
0: All right. Well, that's it for the Street Video Podcast this week. I hope nobody buys sweating
1: bullets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, if you're a fan, you're a fan. I can't I can't hate on it. I mean, if you're a fan and have watched this show the whole way through, please tell me like where it goes. Yeah. How- does it get
0: like really weird? Like, you know, Baywatch Nights in the second season, they completely revamped it to be an X-Files <laughs> ripoff.
1: Yeah, exactly. Does it go into weird sort of territory like that? I'd love to know. Does so it start I'd to deal to with the
0: Israeli-Palestine conflict? Yeah. <laughs> second season yeah,
1: definitely yeah you know they wade into that territory Ooh, considering
0: they shot in israel i don't think i would agree with its politics no
1: so. no but you know canadian pride canadian pride here on the base street all contest. right so until next week my name is justin the clue and i'm mark hansen
0: did he, what you wanna watch. canadian pride for sweating
1: bullets these movies and many more are available at your local video store yeah, a Canadian show that's about like Florida, though, and like shot and shot in Mexico and But at least he's South an ex Canadian. I'll give him that,
0: that they gave him that. Too.
1: He is, he is, right? Imagine Paul Gross played this role, oh, though, or
0: something. I mean, it'd be a classic. <laughs> it'd be
1: a classic now. We'd all be talking about it.